Hey, listen, my name is Jeffrey Morse. Welcome to the Hey Listen Games Cast, where we talk about all things video games, news, backlogs, Nintendo, Sony, a little bit of Microsoft. And today with me, or here with me today, is the one and only Nathan Wagner, who's been up since 4 a.m. Nathan, how you doing? Woo! I am doing great. <laughs> awesome. Glad you were able to make it on the show. Uh, also joining us is our third cohort, cohort as well as what we like to call the Charles Barkley of the Hey Listen Games cast, <laughs> Rob Douglas. Hey guys, what's up? So, on today's show... That was too friendly for Charles Barkley. <laughs> I, I get meaner as I go on. Come on, Rob, that was terrible. <laughs> uh, on today's show, uh, episode 13, we are bringing you four awesome segments. Uh, all of them will be a little bit shorter uh, so we get through all of them today um but our first segment as uh, usual will be our news uh segment two we will be breaking down the recent nintendo 3ds direct that happened last week and also uh nindies at night event that nathan and i were lucky enough to uh attend and then our third segment is our long-awaited special uh segment featuring the one and only nathan wagner and uh nathan what's that segment three going to be about it is going to be about my glorious and beautiful backlog. <laughs> and I, I think I can uh, vouch for Nathan here that it is definitely glorious, beautiful, and very long. So uh, that'll be fun. We'll be able to, <laughs> to hear a little bit about a game Nathan's uh, never beat. And yeah, it'll be fun. Well, hopefully, if it uh, goes well, we'll uh, do some more segments of that in the future. And then we'll be closing out, as always, with what we're playing this week. So before we do that... Let's jump straight into our news. Rob, I think you got the first couple of headlines here. Take it away. All right, so a couple of big stories broke this week. First off, EVE Online is going free to play in November. This is the big sci-fi space simulator juggernaut MMO that's been online since 2003, and now it's finally announced a free-to-play option. It's not fully free to play because there are uh, there is a paid subscription that you can do, just kind of like what uh, the Lord of the Rings Online does. But it is the first time that this is one of the big like juggernauts of the MMO world, and it's finally going free to play. Is this like the last MMO to go free to play? Haven't they all I, gone free to play by now? I don't think WoW has what? completely. I don't think that. WoW has. Oh, I thought WoW did. WoW has, mm-hmm. I think, like free to play up to like level twenty or something, like the first couple hours. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to uh, like pay or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think Eve Online has something very similar to that, like kind of a break you in and get you interested, yeah. drawing new players, and then you have to pay. So there's exclusive after that stuff. Or yeah, behind some yeah. type of paywall at yeah. some point. But it's sort of a. It's sort of like a. It's a weird. Um, because you know mmos like this have been going on for so long and i mean that's 13 years running on paid subscriptions and now they're that's finally crazy. going free to play. that's crazy well, 13 years i mean just... if, you, if you think about it uh i obviously i'm sure after 13 years i mean i've hardly even heard of this game i mean i'm not big into mmos or pcs anyways but like mm-hmm. making it like this free to play like look we're talking about it on this little game cast and like I know probably for me and Nathan, I don't know about you, Rob, we probably know almost nothing about this game. And we are talking about it. So it's getting people talking about it. It's getting some yeah, publicity yeah. and it gets some people to jump in and hopefully start paying at yeah, some point. Yeah, I'm sure. So. And the Makes ideas sense. seem to get people playing and then they get into the game and buy the updates and et cetera, et cetera, yeah, that yeah. almost every other MMO does. But yeah. That's crazy that it's technically still alive after that long. I mean, I, I doubt... I mean, like, is EverQuest still a thing? Like, EverQuest is still a thing. I EverQuest think it's like EverQuest Two. Is it EverQuest Two? I don't know. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's still a couple of the big juggernauts that are still going on. A couple of that. A couple of the bigger ones have uh, fallen or have moved on to other uh, different avenues for their companies. Yeah. But Eve is one of those ones that has got a really strong fan base that has been con- very consistent since 2003. So, you know, the hardcore fans who've been playing for 13 years straight. I can't this, honestly imagine <laughs> playing a game for 13 years. Like, that just blows my mind. Like, you got to have some serious endurance. And yet you guys play Super Smash Bros. for the 64? <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't play it. Very, I don't play it like, weekly not or monthly. Yeah. yeah, no, no. That's... The last time I played it, I think, was like four months ago. So. I think Destiny is like the only game that I've really put like a, 
monthly uh, or even like, I, I don't think I've really taken a break from Destiny longer than a few weeks um, ever since it's been out for about two years now. I mean, yeah. time will tell if I'm still doing that 10 years from now because they're supposedly doing <laughs> yeah. a 10 year plan for Destiny. But I don't know. It just seems seems crazy. And I mean, I don't know how, how many content updates they do and stuff to keep people well, and, hooked and stuff. But And you're not going to be playing Destiny. You'll be playing Destiny 2 next. Yeah. That, that's yeah but just I, Destiny 2 comes out next year, like and so you'll Destiny probably shift over into that one, and they'll drop all the support for Destiny 1 down the road here, and you'll know, move on down the, to newer and better. But yeah, yeah I, mean, but I can't... It's similar because you'll have like your same character and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But I, I I honestly can't imagine being on the same game for 13 years. I can yeah. dabble back and forth. You know, Like you said, go back and play it every yeah. few months or in like every few years. But every day for 13 years or not maybe not every day but every week or something you know well, if that's you a long a time subscription you i mean you got to be playing mm-hmm. it all the time to make it pay for except itself. yeah exactly if you're a monthly subscription you got to play at least once a week i feel like wow yeah because that is um, interesting i i i mean i know there's been a couple mmos that have tried to come out in the last four or five years or something and they've all pretty much fallen off quickly like there is a dc universe one there is a couple other superhero ones i I think they made like a star wars one that fell off pretty quickly and stuff so it's still going but I it's, it's i think it's hard yeah. to keep, keep a player base especially nowadays with so many like big triple yeah. a games on pc yeah and, and people are playing more and more people are playing like games like dota 2 and league of legends over yeah yeah that are yeah. free to play in the first place games. versus different mm-hmm. free-to-play games versus mmos but then again runescape like, got a huge update this last year and people are playing that again for some reason so i don't understand <laughs> well and in Star, the, the Star Wars one's getting an update here or a new support package or storyline, and so it'll probably get played a little bit more for yeah. another few months. But, I mean, honestly, in my world, it's kind of like, why should I put hundreds of hours into an MMO that it's, doesn't feel... I mean, you get the social aspect, but it's not doesn't feel as rewarding as completing an RPG. Yeah, I guess. So, Well, that is interesting. Um, moving on, next piece of news... We have our new PlayStation Plus games. They've been announced. They are out. Mm. As of now, if you are listening to this, uh, you would be able to download them if PlayStation Network wasn't down, which it currently is. I believe <laughs> it's still down, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I checked. I was able to get into the store finally after a couple tries, but it wouldn't let me download anything. Like It kept kicking me back out when I tried to do that. So um, hopefully they'll be able to fix that soon and get that up so people can uh, try out the new games. Uh, for PS4, they got Journey... Um, Lords of the Fallen and Badland. Um, the only one I've I've heard of is Journey, which I'm actually glad I put it in my cart during the summer sales, like six seven bucks. And I almost bought it, but I didn't. Yeah. And I'm really glad I held out. Um, uh, Lords of the Fallen is kind of like a it's a it was a different company, but it's sort of the same style of gameplay as Dark Souls. Yeah, it's Dark Souls. Sort of that that brutal combat. It's not I was hoping it was like an action hack and slasher, like God of War. Not now, now I'm sad. No, it's it's supposed to be kind of similar to Dark Souls, but I guess apparently easier. So yeah, it is. Maybe like I don't know. I just don't like the mechanics of Dark Souls. So if it plays like that, I doubt I'll be interested. Yeah, I think it, I, the I mechanics are a little better, but well, oh, check uh, it out. That is interesting. I'm excited maybe, to check out Journey though because I've had a I've actually had a PlayStation. I had a PlayStation Three, but more for my PS4. And I remember when Journey came out, and I thought about getting it for a long time and i just never did because i had a lot of other stuff going on and i didn't want to spend 15 bucks on a two-hour game yeah and so i never did but people have been talking about it since it came out in 2012 and still like talk about how good it is so i'm excited to check it out and play through it um, seems like a, a, a great game to put out for playstation plus because like you said it's a yeah, yeah. experience and it's yeah. highly acclaimed but it's definitely been out for a while most people have played it i mean none of us here have yeah. but I feel like a lot of people have so yeah sure. i think i might download it and try it at least but yeah, we'll yeah i think it's only like two hours or something yeah, you, like that so you should be able you to play, play through it and like after dinner sit down for a couple or... hours yeah yeah, cool, yeah. But that's cool you want to go over the rest of the games rob yeah um there's a couple other features for peace uh playstation 3 there's uh dartua which i had no idea what it was uh, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, as well as Journey, and I believe it was either Badland or Lords of the Fallen was also available on the PlayStation yeah, 3. I think so, Journey and Badland are uh, cross Journey and Badland, which is PS3 pretty cool. Um, 
Xbox Live also has uh, Earthlock Festival of Magic, which I think is a new RPG that they are... It's not just being, like... This isn't a game that they're just releasing onto Xbox Live, and it's like, oh, this is a cool free game. I think it's actually um, free for... Uh, to play like it's being released on as free to play here with xbox gold cool but it, i've yeah i think it's releasing on other platforms that i've seen but yeah it's just, it's just free on xbox live but you can get it free yeah. on xbox live cool. uh there's also assassin's creed chronicles china forza horizon and mirror's edge um they're yeah. all out there Mirror's Edge is a good game are those those are both backwards compatible yeah with the xbox one yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think most yeah. of the 360 games they're putting out now are backwards compatible, which is pretty cool for them to be doing that. I think we have like four or 500 yeah. games that are available for backwards compatibility now. Maybe not quite that high, but I saw quite a few. Yeah, I think there's, crazy. A, there's a couple hundred for sure. But yeah, that is cool. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good lineup of the Xbox, especially um, Forza Horizon and uh, Mirror's Edge I played a little bit of. Yeah, I never, I didn't finish it, but that's a good game so far. I mean, I played Mirror's Edge when it first came out, and it was like a really new, cool idea, and like it, like the graphics and the music and everything that seemed really, really cool at the time. I bet if I went back and played it now, I probably wouldn't think of highly of it. But I remember having a good experience with it, and remember like kind of trophy hunting it and getting a lot of the fun achievements and stuff like that. So that was pretty fun. But um, cool. And also, I like to point out here: do we not? Do we have zero? PlayStation Vita exclusive, like, PlayStation Plus games now? There are, actually. Um, I just missed over them. There's uh, Badland is also coming out on the Vita, as well as um, Amnesia Memories. So there is a PS Vita-only game. still Vita. Yeah, yeah. So those are the only ones that are coming out. I didn't see anything worth mentioning, so I didn't. Well, it was interesting, because I I read online uh, earlier this week that in, I think, PlayStation Europe, on their website, they took the PS Vita off like the PS Plus site or something like that. So it looks like there's like maybe slowly phasing the Vita out, and they've kind of given away most of the games they can give away on Vita type thing. So I wonder if that yeah, yeah, yeah. will follow suit for America. And I mean, theoretically, hopefully that means maybe they can use that funding they're wasting on Vita games that no one was playing on bringing better <laughs> PlayStation 4 games out for PS Plus. I don't know. Give us no. Knack! <laughs> No, anything but Knack. <laughs> I'll take another NBA 2K game before I take Knack. Wow. You must wow. really not like Knack. Yeah, no. um, and the next big news feature to talk about then is uh, No Man's Sky. Uh, they have an update planned for the future. They haven't announced when this update is going to happen. Right now they're still doing a couple of patches, fixing some issues. But they announced a free update that is coming that involves base building. And the ability to fly freighter ships. So those giant ships that you see off in the battles up in space, you oh, can really? actually, you might be, you'll eventually be able to fly them. So wait, is this like... Did they... Did, like I cool... feel like I heard this before. Did they announce this when the game came out? or like? Is they said like that game? there was a hope for the future, but now okay. Sean Murray is actually like kicking up the They're sort of the, this is the so next actually, free one sure that's coming out. Yeah, this is the next one that's going to come out. Because they've made um, tons of promises in the last two years that they never did. And one of them I remember was building bases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So now they're kind of like, okay, yeah, we said those things, we're working on them. We had to do all the patch stuff first. Now we're going to hopefully put some new fun content stuff in to make the game better. Yeah. That's so cool. cool. Is gonna I th- I feel like um No Man's Sky will be the more open world sci fi version of Minecraft now. <laughs> uh I hope so, because right now it's currently starting to get get uh, in the running for my it's, backlog. It's so it I, I can't play it anymore. It I mean it, I I went back and listened mm-hmm. to the Barbara episode where we talked about it and I was really excited about it and I was really liking it. And then like yeah. a few hours after that I just like totally like crashed on the game and there was nothing really left for me to do and like i don't know if it was a bug or if it was just bad game design but every single time i started using my hyperdrive the check which i spent like tons of time upgrading it was kind of a chore to do like my hyperdrive would break down and i'd have to go rebuild the entire hyperdrive which would take forever and then i went through the hyperdrive again it did the same thing again and i'm like okay i'm done with this like wow it's like I felt like it was a game design that was patched in. I heard they put a bunch of things to patch in to slow people down from reaching the center of the universe. And yeah. I felt that was a really cheap way to do that. And I got kind of upset. And so I haven't really. It's sort of like sticking a 
putting a stick in the spokes of your bike every time you try and ride it. I don't understand, like, the whole thing, why they would do that. I mean, I guess, like, originally they kind of said that it was going to be a super long game, but, like, that first guy who got the game or whatever before the patch came out and played through it and beat it in, like, 30 hours, I was like, 30 hours is still a long time. Like, that's a nice size for a game. Just people and also, hyped if the you game want to more be content, hundreds. You can go and look at other... There's tons of other planets I'm sure he didn't go to that you yeah. can go Well, he sort of, he sort of hacked it a little bit by doing some backwater stuff to, you know, make sure he got certain resources a lot faster. But still, I mean, 30 hours is... That's average gameplay for most modern RPGs. Yeah. Like, honestly, or like the smaller ones, at least. I mean, uh, honestly, any games that's super long, besides like Zelda, turn me off because I'm like just so intimidated by how much time it takes. Hence the backlog. Yes. Hence exactly. the backlog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope the freighter ship thing sounds cool, but I hope it's like maybe like a cool mission pops up or something that you have to complete something and then you actually get to go in and then like control it and do something cool with it rather than just like. Mm-hmm. Hey, get a bunch of money and you can buy this big ship like all the other ones that cost 10 million credits, which you never really want to do because you can't transfer your upgrades. And yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, but you have so much storage space. Well, I'm just saying, hopefully, it adds like new gameplay things to do. Gameplay elements. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just, hey, it's a bigger ship to buy. Like, okay, that that doesn't make me want to play the game. And the like, sure. base building that could be really shallow or it could be a really cool feature. I don't know. So we'll see. Dude, maybe you can build your base and you have to try and recruit one of the aliens to move there to sit in it. Dude, alien interactions would be awesome. The, the game refuses to show you more than one alien on screen at a time. So that would be great if you could do that. So. Yeah. Um, moving on. All right. Our last piece of news. Saw this actually earlier today. I tweeted out a few hours before the show was Target.com, uh, the retailer, listed a uh, PS4 Elite controller for $80. And if you look at the picture or the link that I, uh, we tweeted out on our Twitter, at HeyListen underscore games, uh, it basically looks like the Xbox uh, One Elite controller that came out last year and cost like $150. Um, supposedly the, the uh, details on it say it's interchangeable with some of the parts for the Xbox One Elite controller if you have that. And this looks very similar design. Wait, so it gives like, you some extra buttons to work with. Um, but an interchange with the Xbox One. Sorry, I'm just trying to yeah, wrap because my head it, it has like some special like magnetic buttons you can put on the back and stuff. So like for games That's like crazy. I think like Overwatch and other games where sometimes you you want to use both of your fingers on the thumbstick but also want to push one of the face buttons, you can kind of push it with your back like middle finger or ring finger. Um, Weird. Yeah, and so it interchanges with those parts and. The interesting thing is it got leaked on Sony's website today, or not Sony, but Target's website, and it's $80, which is a lot better price point. It's only, you know, what, 30 bucks cheaper, or $30 more than the average PS4 controller. But there's no, like, Sony branding on it. Like, the little button in the middle doesn't have the PS logo. It doesn't really say Sony in anything. So, I mean, we're guessing it's a third-party controller and it's some sort of leak, but at the same time, we have this big PlayStation event happening tomorrow, and so we don't know if this may be some kind of pre-announced or pre-unannounced uh, controller coming out. But I don't know. What do you, what'd you guys think of it? Would you guys actually so, be interested in a better PS4 controller? Did it look... My question is, did it look like a DualShock? Because I saw you tweet it out and I clicked on the link. And by the time I clicked on it, the thing had already been taken down. Like, Target had taken oh, it down. Oh, it got taken down. Yeah, that... Yeah, it I got didn't taken know it had down, got taken but, down. So I think that definitely yeah, it got taken confirms down, it so. as a link. Um, yeah. It basically looked like a media version of the DualShock. Um, so it wasn't quite as thin. It was a little bit bulkier in a good way, it looked, though, and slightly different material. And then, like, the PlayStation D-pad's gone. And it has kind of that circle-y D-pad that the Xbox One Elite controller has. Um, but then mm. the thumbsticks are, rather than, like, convex, they're, like, smooth, concave ones, which look a lot better. Um, okay. So, are they in the same spot, like, next to each yeah, other? Yeah, the controller's laid out the same way, just basically okay. the buttons and sticks and everything are kind of just a better quality and stuff like that. So Interesting. But, yeah, it looks interesting. It's got a little touchpad on there, and I, I mean, I don't... I like the DualShock 4 for most parts. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it, it kind of makes my hands sore after playing for more than an hour or two, and the my biggest problem with it is just the thumbsticks wear down so fast. Both, both yeah. of my thumbsticks on my two controllers are just completely worn out the rubbers like all peeled off and it just 
is kind of a bad design. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if I'd want to pay $80 for a new controller, even if it is better. So That's my thing. I, you know, with how much games are, you know, you pay $60 for every game. Figure if my controller works, it works. And why try to spend more money on an elite controller yeah. when I can, you know, I mean, a basic controller would really get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, I had a PlayStation 3 and the DualShock 4 compared to the DualShock 3 is way better. Like, yeah, PlayStation 3's controller is super tiny and like really uncomfortable to hold. So, yeah, well, like your thumbs hit each other when yeah, you're using yeah. the sticks. It's terrible. Yeah. So, the DualShock 4 actually feels pretty good. I like the size of it. Um, and yeah, like my only complaint about it is the same as you, Jeff, um, is just the the thumb things on the sticks have started to come off on mine, which is really annoying. But I think Sony has said to have fixed that um, from like the <laughs> well, that's early. It'll, so. it'll be fixed for the 40 million people who already have it too, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. I don't know. Um, I'm sure you can get that replaced though. So like... Speaking of, uh, of Sony... Since they have this event tomorrow, um, which we're all thinking they're going to announce the Neo and the PS4 Slim and stuff like that. Do you guys have any crazy predictions for that or anything like that or anything you think is going to happen or come out of that? That would be cool. Sony president walks out on stage, completely quiet. Everyone's wondering what he's going to do. He reaches into his pocket and out he pulls a Super Mario hat and announces the Sony Nintendo NX. Dude, <laughs> the crowd goes crazy so the internet explodes and starting today you can stream nintendo virtual console games on ps4 and how insane would that be <laughs> that would be pretty crazy there was those rumors about the playstation 4 and nx or whatever so yeah it was like that would be ridiculous point one point zero zero one chance of that happening imagine how big of a bag of a win how big of a win that would be for Sony. Dude, uh, yeah. That would be Here's like, Microsoft should just uh, go home after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft would, we are now announcing we are dropping all support for Xbox and just doing Windows stuff. <laughs> Make some more surfaces. Come buy our new Surface. <laughs> yeah. uh, With but... Xbox controllers for your Surface now. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, so they're probably going to announce the PS4K or PS4 uh, yeah. Neo tomorrow. And uh, my prediction is I think it's going to be $500. I think it will be a... The PS4 Slim will be either 350 or 300 and the PS4K will be, like, a pretty, like, big jump above that. Um, yeah. Kind of intended for, like, people who really want to, like, have good graphics, et cetera, and stuff like that. Like, going after the PC elitist crowd. Like, is... So. I mean, I, do you really think the PS4K is going to be that big of an upgrade over the regular PS4? Because the PS4 is already super powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, like it's supposed to be it. a pretty meaty update upgrade. So I and like this, the messaging Sony has said about it, like talking about how it's supposed to live alongside and be a premium option for players. Okay. I, I think it'll at be... the same time. I I think that uh, Sony has said less about the PS4K officially than Nintendo's officially said about the NX. Like I don't think we no, they've said know, like, more about yeah, the PS4K than Nintendo has said about the NX. I would say Nintendo said literally nothing. They've said like it's a more powerful PS4 and it'll be better and run games in a higher res. But other than that, I don't feel exactly. they've put too much stuff. And up. Nintendo has said the NX is a third pillar. <laughs> but they've at least mentioned it before with other things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Either... We'll see. Uh, I'm really interested to see what happens tomorrow. Just my prediction. Oh, go ahead. Is that um, I think that they'll announce uh, with the 4K they'll announce backwards compatibility. With the PS3? No, oh, yeah. Like you would like play with old disc? PS3, PS2? Like with discs? No, I mean, you can't... You Like what the Xbox backward compatibility is, you know? So digital. Like previous PS3 oh, games you downloaded will show up in your PS4 library now type thing? Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Cool. Wait, yeah. is that going to be only on PS4K or PS4 Neo or on all PS4s? What do you think? Probably on the only on the newer ones. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, that'd be interesting. I'd be did surprised. That with the new 3DS. We talked about that. Uh, I think a week or two the ago. Super Nintendo yeah, thing. Super yeah, Nintendo yeah. games only on the new 3DS. Yeah. But I don't know. Oh, that, that'd be cool. crazy. That'd be cool. That's my thought. Yeah. I I don't see that happening because I feel like that's a big use of resources for Sony. And like, 
I feel like almost every PS3 game that was a big release for them, they have already re-released or remastered on PS4. Like the oh, yeah, no, games, and, uh, War, yeah, like all and those they have games. Like, Bioshock, now, like, Last of Us. Yeah. They have their PlayStation Now streaming service that I think they just released on PC, I believe. Yeah. You, you can um, so you can stream those and stuff like that. So I feel like that would be counterintuitive, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. That, I'll find out. I, I'd be fine with that. Excited to see what happens tomorrow. I, I'd love it's to play crazy some, prediction. some Red Dead Redemption on my PS4. That'd be fine with me. Right. Um, yeah. Sweet. Well, moving on to our second segment. Uh, sorry, I went a little long in the news there. Uh, we are going to be talking all about Nintendo. So in case you guys missed it last week, Nintendo had a new Nintendo Direct. First time in about five months. And it was focused uh, only on the... Exclusively. Uh, exclusively on the 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> directly to the Nintendo 3DS and the they didn't even name drop NX they didn't say anything about NX uh, they did mention the Wii U a few times they didn't say anything about the Wii U but we'll get to that in a minute um, they announced a ton of new 3DS games which is awesome uh, looks like the 3DS is going to have a lifespan going uh, at least into 2017 unlike the Wii U which probably the last game coming out for that other than Zelda is uh, Paper Mario um, Color splash, yeah. Yeah, but uh, they announced surprisingly uh, some more Wii U ports uh, coming to the Nintendo 3DS. So they announced a Super Mario Maker for the Wii U, which was one of the biggest Wii U games, came out last year. Um, will be coming to the 3DS, um, but it will look a little bit different. And so the interesting part about that, uh, obviously, you know, you'd expect the 3DS version to be a little different, but you can play a random assortment of levels that are made on the Wii U version online. However, you cannot search for course IDs or for friends, uh, like, IDs. And so if I made a level on my Wii U, there's no way I can, like, pull up my 3DS and just play my level or check out Nathan's levels. Like, there's no really way to do that. And you can't even share the levels you make on the 3DS version online. You can only share them locally. So if Nathan also has a 3DS with Mario Maker... I can send my level to him, and we can actually collaborate on a level. So I can send him a level that you know I haven't made yet or haven't finished yet, and Nathan can finish it, and we can both kind of play it together. But no one else will ever be able to experience but that outside we would have, of our 3DS have to be systems. in the same room to be able to do that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, have I can like set it as like a automatic send to anyone who I come in contact with as I'm walking on the street type of thing. So you can kind of receive wow. your levels, but it's still pretty randomized, and you can't really search or choose certain levels. Which is kind of weird. I mean, I feel like that's was the big appeal of the Wii U one. Like, oh, check out my level. Or, oh, check out these really crazy hard levels. And kind of finding those really cool ones. And with that feature kind of removed, it kind of makes me think, what's the point? But I don't know. What do you guys think? You might as well just grab a cord and hook it up to your uh, friend's game play. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think it's, I think it's weird. I wonder if it has something to do with like the 3DS not being able to to yeah. function with searching course IDs, like it doesn't make either doesn't make any sense for them to not put that in unless um, I think they announced it for it to be coming out in de- this December and maybe that it's yeah. kind of like a last minute thing and so they weren't able to get that feature in time for the game so maybe hopefully they'll patch it in or yeah. something like that. The original Mario Maker for Wii U did get a lot of updates so that is a good point. Maybe they could do. I mean, Nintendo is usually pretty against updating 3DS games. I know. It- games on there usually don't get very many updates outside of like smash bros but um it could definitely they could definitely add more features i think personally the coolest thing that they're adding into this is they're putting in a hundred new levels that are made by nintendo which that's the main thing that makes me want to get the game is there's a hundred new crazy levels made by nintendo employees and they even added in i think like medals or something and i don't remember if it's just like giant star coins like collectibles or if it's like you have to speed run the level in a certain amount of time and get a gold medal but kind of hearing that makes me want to get it just to play those new levels. <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I probably won't actually get it. I mean, I honestly, I don't play Mario Maker as much as I hoped I would. But I don't know. I think it's a it's a cool little cool little uh, game that's coming out for 3DS for those 3DS owners who didn't own a Wii U. I mean, I if I didn't have a Wii U, I would totally yeah, buy it's it, a so. definitely a really neat idea, and so it's neat that. Because, I mean, there's, what, 14 million Wii U's and, like, 56 yeah. million 3DS's, so... Yeah, and then, you know, it's a great little handheld device that has a has a stylus, so you can work on or play levels wherever you go, and you can make levels easily using that touchscreen, so it works. But 
Yeah, it'd be, it'll be nice to be able to take it on the go and not like yeah. have to sit down in front of a TV and to work on a level, which yeah. is cool. That was a big surprise announcement that Nintendo had. Yeah, and they yeah. didn't announce Me. Mario was... Galaxy to go with their Galaxy 3DS. They just announced the random Mario Maker port, so it was kind of yeah. funny. But that's awesome. Um, no, and then so the other port they announced was uh, they announced a port of a uh, Yoshi's Woolly World for the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah. Um, that that also came out last year. It was about a year ago. Yeah, it came out for the Wii U last year, uh, last October, I believe. Um, that's supposed to come out in 2017, I think, so it'll be a little bit longer. But I think it's basically a straight port, and they're adding some challenges on with uh, Poochie, a the yarn dog. dog. I forgot <laughs> the name of the dog, but it's like a yarn dog. It looks pretty cute. It's Poochie. Um, Everyone loves Poochie, Poochie, right? He's such a memorable Nintendo character. Yeah, I... I'm not super excited about this, but that <laughs> game is pretty fun. So, and I think it's a, like a perfect game to, to be on a handheld. So, yeah, especially since a lot of 3DS owners are kids, and I think there's there's probably more females who own 3DSs than female Wii U owners and stuff at, with that yeah. ratio. So, it, it is a it is a good game for that. I I played through most of the game with my wife, and it was a fun game for us to play through together with mm-hmm. co-op, and it's just adorable. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. This there's two Wii U games right there that were are getting ported to 3DS. They already ported Hyrule Warriors, which didn't even really make sense for the, to put that on a handheld earlier this year. Yeah, and then obviously Smash Bros. and Monster Hunter and a few other games have also come to both systems. So it seems like we're kind of seeing this new Nintendo strategy that's kind of evolved over the last year under the new president, where you know they're merging things into handheld and console into one. So Supposedly, it's looking like this. All these NX rumors will uh, probably come true with uh, games kind of being able to take on the go or played at home and be the same experience. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think it makes sense from that perspective, and also just the fact that you know these games came out on the Wii U, and obviously there's not as many Wii U's out there, so not as much of a chance to make profit off it. Um, so I think putting it on 3DS allows people who don't have a Wii U to experience it, yeah. and for Nintendo to maybe make some more money off of those yeah, games. Get, get, so. get some, uh, get a second life out of them for sure. There's def- they definitely yeah. kind of split their market a little bit. Like not all Wii owners like, have 3DSs and vice versa. Although it is not my yep. fault. I have both Wii U and 3DS and I've bought both those games. So don't look at me. And I just picked up Hyrule Warriors too. So I also have both. I do not have Yoshi, um, but I have Mario Maker. Yeah. So Although I, I, I think the three of us probably all prefer console experiences over handheld. So, I would oh, yeah. much rather yeah, absolutely. versions over than. Um, I mean, I just I don't feel like I try well enough to to justify buying a 3ds version over a Wii U version, but yeah, for I know sure. kids and stuff do. But what did you think? What did you guys think of the overall of the direct overall? I thought it was a. I was kind of surprised by it actually. Yeah, I I thought they announced a lot of new games. I didn't think there'd be a lot of exciting game announcements. So that'd be more just like. Here's a couple more random RPGs, but like they announced a new like tank game, which didn't necessarily look super exciting, but like that was another new announcement. They announced that Picross 3D2 was coming out uh, that day. Yeah. They did a really neat Street Pass update. Uh, I haven't bought all the new games yet, but they have a new feature where you can accept 100 people in your plaza, which is awesome. I was just just uh, showing Rob I on my 3 before the show, and um, yeah, so that's really cool that they're still supporting Street Pass. I'm excited to see hopefully what the next evolution of Street Pass is. Uh, in the NX and beyond. I hope they kind of carry that into the NX system if it really is portable. And uh, they announced a new Pikmin game, which is awesome because I, I love the Pikmin franchise. It's uh, It doesn't really get a ton of love, and the games are kind of few and far between. But, um, yeah, it's more of an action-adventure-type platforming game, which isn't really Pikmin, if you think about it. Like Pikmin's very strategy, kind of RTS-type gameplay. Um, but I don't really think you could do a giant RTS game on a little tiny low-res 3DS screen. So <laughs> I, th- I think it yeah. makes sense that they're kind of switching it up. And, you know, I always imagine if a Pikmin game came to 3DS, it would be something like that. So I think it makes sense to make it like that. And I I mean, I'll definitely keep my eye on it, and I, I'm sure I'll probably end up getting it next year if I'm not broke after buying uh, tons of NX games that are supposedly coming out during the launch window. So we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks definitely different, but it looks um, the kind of a cool take on it. I haven't played Pikmin a lot, so I can't really speak to it too much. But um, and then they also announced a, a new uh, Super Mario All Stars collection, a new sports collection with uh, oh, yeah. 
Super Mario base with Mario Baseball, Mario Soccer, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, and then Mario Horse Racing. Mario Horse Racing, the new edition. Exactly. And what? I mean, <laughs> they've done, except for Mario Horse Racing, they've done like individual games of all of those yeah. in the past. Like, um, and they've already done golf and tennis on the 3DS. Which is kind of interesting so, that they're now kind of bundling them all together. Yeah. Which could mean that, hey, we, we're getting a really awesome package with all these like games that used to be full games they're all in the same game now or it could mean we're getting like a little Wii Sports type game where they're all just little shallow experiences now so and they're not yeah they're not that fun so I'm really I this actually kind of on it excited me because it has full online play and um it looks pretty cool cool but we'll have to kind of wait and see if it's actually like deep and like fun experiences for sports or just yeah. like you said like more similar to like Wii Sports where right. you play it for like a day or two what, what do you think about that. this uh, sports game Rob I know you like sports games, right? I I love sports games, and Mario <laughs> sports games have always been really great. But sounds horse racing? Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? It, it looks really Dude, arcadey. Putting, it looks like Mario Kart, it's but the they're like rated school to the cow racing from Wii, whatever that we play. <laughs> we play the cow, which was like not very good at all. No, no, but it was kind of fun to play for like a minute. It looked like there was like yeah, no, you played it for a minute and then you just stopped because it was horrible. It looked like there was like boosts and like items and stuff. Like I'm sure it's gonna be a very kind of Nintendo arcadey racer. Just they're like, there ain't no way we put Mario Kart on this thing. We you have to buy Mario Kart separately because we know everyone in the world's gonna buy it. It's gonna be the best system seller for whatever we put out. So I think that's why. Oh wow! And I saw (laughs) horse racing. I I saw the developer (laughs) was confirmed as a. Being, I forget their name, but the people who made the 3DS uh, Mario Golf and Mario Tennis, oh, uh, and then Camelot? also, yeah, Camelot. Awesome. Camelot is working on it, and then also Bandai Namco is working oh, on it. Cool. So, yeah, I, I'm excited. I've wanted, so a, I've wanted a new Mario Soccer, new Mario Strikers since the Wii one. I I picked up the the Wii one back when in like 2007 or whatever when it came out. It was like the first online Wii mm-hmm. U, or Wii game, and played it a ton. Me and my brothers had so much fun playing that. We got really competitive into it, and I thought it was a really well-made game and really cool art style and stuff. So hopefully um, they can capture some of that magic from, from those good Mario sport games. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, I remember, Nathan, you were telling me you kind of wish it was on console. Like It feels like a really good game that would be like a part yeah, game on consoles. I mean, but The best part about the, all of the Mario sports games I've played is playing them with friends and just like, like it's really hilarious. To, yeah, Locally, yeah, yeah, exactly. Locally with a lot of friends, like it's hilarious to just kind of have that competition locally and stuff like that. And to be able to see it like on a big TV screen is really nice versus yeah. seeing it on a small 3DS screen. Yeah, I so agree. I think it w- if the Wii U was doing a little bit better, <laughs> it'd be cool if Nintendo made it for the yeah. Wii U instead of the 3DS. I mean, but I'm sure they this, probably this looked at the... This basically confirmed the death of the Wii U and yeah. that it's basically Nintendo's ugly stepchild that they're not going to touch. I, I, don't know the, <laughs> I don't know the sales figures off the top of my head, but I'm sure if you looked at the... Mario and Sonic Olympic Games that came out uh, earlier this summer, I'm sure the sales for the Wii, the Wii version compared to the 3DS one were like there was a huge difference, and you know people are buying the 3DS one for their kids and stuff, and Wii owners are like moving on and they're not buying anything, especially a random Olympic sports games which we've had a couple of. So uh, I'm sure yeah, I'm sure Nintendo perfect. made this as a business decision, but same time, kind of wish it was yes. on on the big screen. So yeah, for sure. So cool. Uh, Moving on, uh, we don't want to go too long here about Nintendo Direct, but last quick thing about the Nintendo Direct was they also announced some new Amiibo, which for those of you, we haven't really talked about Amiibo on the show. Uh, Those of you who don't know, uh, Rob is actually the biggest Amiibo collector out of all three of us here on the show, Um, (laughs) and he he just can't stop Um, buying So, How many Amiibo do you have? (laughs) You have all um, of the I Animal think... Crossing ones. I'm pretty the sure I'm at too. negative thirty now. <laughs> wow. I think I've I've actually gotten rid of amiibos that have been offered to me. Oh, I'm, you, I, I you are terrible. That. You're a terrible person. Oh, uh, you, you're gonna spend some time in uh, purgatory for Nintendo that. Nintendo purgatory. <laughs> probably, probably. But, Nintendo. Uh, you're gonna have to play. You're gonna have to play like. Wii Sports Resort for like three years or something like that. Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna say like, what was it, the Nintendo Dog thing? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I I do Nintendo have some adoration. Dog and, like... I I do have some adoration for Nathan. He said he was sticking to buying only Zelda amiibos, and he I think he has collected all the Zelda ones so far. 
Um, but yes. they did announce new Zelda Amiibo, so I bet Nathan's going to have to get all these new Zelda ones. They announced a new 8-bit Link, a Ocarina of Time Link, and a two-pack featuring Toon Link and Toon, Link, or Toon Zelda from the Wind Waker. And so just kind of a, another thing to kind of sell for Zelda 30th Anniversary, and they supposedly have some special feature in the new Zelda game coming out next year. So really, really cool looking yep. Amiibo. Uh, um, they look awesome. Yeah, and I think Nintendo's kind of really up there. Amiibo game from like the ones that first launched with Smash Bros and stuff like. Oh yeah, that link sure. with like the the yellow pea stand coming out of it, like, and that the faces were kind of <laughs> derpy. It definitely looks looks a lot uh, a lot cleaner, a lot better yep. designed than some of the original ones. Yeah. But yeah. the classic you... one looks awesome. I dude, I'm kind of hoping with the new. I don't. This probably wouldn't happen, but I think it'd be really cool with the Breath of the Wild if. You're getting all these different Link amiibo. Like, what if it, when you scanned it and it changed like the skin of of Link in like the different game? Different costumes you could for Link. That That'd skin. be cool. Yeah, exactly. Like that would be. Or even really just neat. different helpers. I mean, cool. I know the Wolf Link amiibo will summon a wolf in game to walk around with you. Like, what if you could have like different versions of Links from the different universes pop in to like help you out for a little bit? I think that would be cool as well. So you could get like a, so, a a Link army. Yeah, exactly. So what you guys are saying is that this is Nintendo's version of DLC. It t- pretty much is, yeah. Oh no, oh no, we're not because I mean that's what they did with Batman, <laughs> the Batman hours. Arkham series. All the different skins and characters and stuff yeah. were you know downloadable content, and, and now yeah, that would yeah, be that would be it, total sellout DLC. Instead, for, yeah, you need I, to pay thirteen dollars for it. Statue, but I can get a cool, <laughs> cool statue for that, and, and it's also really it, like, expensive DLC if they do go that route. So, like I, I said, the Nintendo twist. Nintendo's still trying to figure out that fine line between. Hey, this is a really cool interactive figure where it's worthwhile to scan it in and open it out of your box and you get something cool while not being like, hey, you get a really exactly. awesome exclusive feature that screws over anyone who doesn't pay the $13 for the Amiibo. Yeah. So uh, they're, they've kind of been going more on the side of it's not really that cool of a feature for most of their recent games. Like, honestly, most of the Amiibo that I've collected over the last few months um, have been more just. Hey, this is a cool feature. Get it, or this is a cool looking figure. I want to get it to complete my collection, and yeah, like they're not really. I'm not really buying them for the features, but it is. I see the the scanning features as more of just kind of an extra bonus. That hey, cool. I get I get a little something extra. So, yep. I don't know. Cool. I I call right. I call this when they announced the Mario 8-bit Amiibo. It's one of my favorite ones for Mario's 30th. That I'm like, dude, this is gonna sell well. They'll do a Link one. The Link Smash Bros. Amiibo is like the best-selling Amiibo of all the Smash Bros. ones. They're going to do 8-bit Link, and it's going to be awesome. So I'm excited for that one. I already got it pre-ordered. So very cool. Yes, that one looks awesome. All right, next. We are going to be talking about our Nindies at Night event. Nathan and I were able to go to the PAX West Nindies at Night event, and it was basically a free event put on by Nintendo. We talked about it last week. Um, but it was really cool. We got to meet uh, a lot of game developers and got to play lots of different indie games. And maybe, Nathan, you and I can just share maybe our top one or two games or developers that we played at the event. Sure. Do you uh, want to go first, or should I? Um, well, you go first. Right. Start. Uh, well, the first game I played was actually Axiom Verge, um, which is made by Thomas Happ. And it's like basically a Super Metroid inspired uh game it's it's all like 16 bit like kind of music and art style and the crazy thing is is like uh, this guy thomas Happ, he made the entire game by himself over like a five-year period so like he did the music he did the programming he did the art like everything in the game he did on his own which i think was really really cool and it definitely plays like the old metroid games and um it definitely is a really cool game i would probably pick it up or i would i would definitely recommend picking it up i'm not picking it up myself yet because i haven't beaten super metroid or metroid or really any metroid game and i own most of them so <laughs> i i'd feel kind of bad so i'm gonna finish the metroid games and if i get a hankering for more i'll probably pick it up eventually but it came on ps4 i think last year and uh yeah. he finally got on the wii u version uh which is uh awesome because he kind of made it the definitive version with some cool gamepad features and uh thomas was a super cool guy i got to talk to him and yeah, you should definitely definitely support them and pick it up if you like any sort of kind of those old uh, 16-bit styled games. Um, other than that, I also played Severed, which is the new game by Drinkbox Studios. Which, um, if you 
guys have played Guacamelee before. I got the Super Turbo Championship Edition for the PS4, and that was one of my favorite indie games for, or still is, uh, one of my favorite indie games uh, that I have. Uh, really fun, kind of luchador, beat em up, uh, side scrolling game. And their next game is uh, kind of totally different. It's basically like a swipe, swiping and exploring style uh, adventure game or action game where you're pretty much fighting different bosses and enemies where you're kind of swiping in certain parts of them to defeat defeat them. You know, they'll expose the left side, and you swipe left with the stylus, and you swipe on the right, and you block, and you get different materials, and you upgrade your character. And it's got that same kind of art style as Guacamelee, and was able to talk to the developer there and kind of thank him for making such an awesome game as Guacamelee and stuff. And they've been working on this game ever since that one came out, and it's uh, kind of cool because if you buy it on the Wii U, or the 3DS, you get the other version for free. So it's cross-buy, which is awesome. Um, and I think more games on those platforms that do dual releases should definitely keep doing cross-buys. That's a cool little bonus. So I might pick that up just to get the cross-buy, and like maybe I'll share it with a friend or something. So that was definitely cool as well. Um, and yeah, we also played, uh, what was it called? Uh, Azure Striker Gunvolt, which is uh, basically a game made by X, uh, Capcom devs, and it's very Mega Man XE. Really fast-paced, kind of pixel, 16-bit art style, um, run around, shoot enemies, very kind of japanese influence, but really fun action game. And you played that one too, Nathan. What did you think of that game? I did. Uh, it was actually really cool. Um, so um, definitely you can see the inspirations from Mega Man. In a good um, way. Kind of with like, yeah, in a good way with the side, side-scrolling platforming and shooting and stuff like that. But it felt a lot faster in Mega Man. Um, which I really appreciate because I always have felt that Mega Man felt a little bit slow for me. Um, so it was really fast. There was a lot of kind of like cool ways you could like move around and do combos and stuff like that. Um, so it was just really fun to play um, overall. And great 16-bit um, explosions. Had, <laughs> yeah, and we played the Azure Striker Gunvolt 2, um, yeah, which is the sequel coming out, uh, I believe, October 4th or something like that. So the end of this of September sometime. Um, I'd never played the first one before, but we checked out the second one. It was really fun, and uh, it kind of made me want to go back and uh, maybe get the first one if I can find a good deal on it. So, yeah, in, yeah uh, it was awesome. The, the developer said that they're putting out a dual pack that'll have the first one and the second in a pack, so that might be on my Christmas yep. wish list or something, because I really enjoyed my time with it, so <laughs> very cool. Yeah, right. it looked cool. Any other games uh, catch your eye, Nathan? Uh, the other game I played that I really enjoyed there um, was SteamWorld uh, Heist. Um, this game has already come out, I believe, on PS4. I'm not yep. sure about Xbox, but um, and it's coming out on the 3DS and it's coming out on the Wii U. Um, I think the end, I think sometime next month or something. Um, but I uh, I played SteamWorld Dig, which was um the developer's uh, game previous game. Mm-hmm. Um, and SteamWorld Heist has very similar like art style. It looks very similar and stuff like that. But it's a completely different game because yeah. it's, it's, it's a turn based game. It's set in the same kind of universe, but it's a totally different. Yeah, set in the same kind of universe. Stuff. Kind of but, how we um, talked about yeah, last, last year, that. where you take a franchise and like put it in a different genre of video game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a turn-based game, which um, I'm not a huge fan of turn-based games, but it was really fun overall. Like, um, one of the coolest parts of the game is you can like shoot your enemies and stuff like that, and you can like um, like bounce your bullets like off walls and stuff like that, and come up with cool ways to attack your enemies, which is a lot of fun. Um, and it uh, honestly just looked really, really pretty on the Wii U, like the colors were really um popped a lot and were really beautiful and it was a lot of fun so yeah um, um i really enjoyed my time with that as well i know the game sumo heist actually launched on the 3ds and it came out about a year ago almost um but then they mm-hmm. they put it out on ps4 and hd and stuff and now they're putting it onto wii u for the first time and so like nathan said like playing it on 3ds is one thing but playing it on like a really nice screen with there's really beautiful art and stuff kind of makes it pop a lot more which is cool so if if you have a wii u or you have a ps4 you can definitely check that game out they're all another awesome developer that you should uh consider supporting so yeah overall really yeah, cool event cool. I, it's cool nintendo is able to do uh some really cool uh free free events like this for fans and kind of interact with video game developers is always a cool opportunity and stuff so yeah definitely check out those games and i know nintendo's also doing a an indie sale where they're putting a new indie game out every week uh, for the rest of the month. And I think they're doing a 10% off uh, during the launch week. And so Axiom Verge is 10% off of its normal price for this week. And then when the new game new games come out every other week, they'll be on sale for that first week. So definitely yeah, check Yeah, and those uh, out. I think one of the games this month is uh, Jotun, 
um, which was a game that I didn't get to play, but looked really cool. I saw some other people playing it at the end. <laughs> it was a really event. long line. <laughs> it was a super long line to play as, but uh, that looks really interesting. So I might check that yeah. out when it comes it, out. It's like Viking lore, and, like you're fighting giant like gods. Yeah. So it looks pretty cool. Yes. But not in like so, a God of War. Rob, that's right, right up your alley, Rob. <laughs> not like <God> <laughs> Maybe we'll have to get that one. It looks cool. Yes. Um, sweet. Well, um, I know we don't have a ton of time left in our show, but um, Nathan, we'll go and start here and see see how uh, your uh, third segment goes here, and uh, we'll go from there. So take it away. All right. So uh, this is the debut episode of this segment called uh, Nathan's Backlog. And each time we do the segment, I will bring a game that I have played and enjoyed, but I haven't finished. Um, and, you know, we could honestly probably do the show for a whole year and I could bring a game every week and uh, <laughs> run out. But I don't know. We'll see. But the first game I want to talk about today was a Super Mario Sunshine um, for the Nintendo GameCube. Great game. My, great game. Really fun. Um, kind of my history with it. I didn't have a GameCube, um, so I didn't play it actually when it came out. Um, I played it um when i got my wii in 2006 i think um kind of the first year the wii was out there wasn't a ton of games out for it and stuff so i went back and played some gamecube games i missed and so i picked up uh, super mario sunshine started playing through it i really really liked it um i really like um kind of, it was really different from super mario 64 which a lot of people didn't like especially when it first launched but yeah i was one of those um, that didn't like it at first yeah but it's a Really cool game with some really neat ideas with the Flood, um, which is the water backpack that kind of helps you like hover and move around. Um, they do some different cool ideas with that. And just, uh, I really like the setting. It's set on Delfino Isle, which is like a tropical island that Mario goes to and he has to go around and clean up the town. Um, so I really like the setting and the characters are hilarious. Um, yeah, there's and some... I really enjoyed it. I spent a lot of time with it. Um, I played through, I think I... I think I got pretty close to beating it. I played through every single world there is except for um, the Pianta Village, I believe is the name of it. Um, I didn't play. I didn't get to that one. Um, I think I remember I got hung up at a Serena Beach, which is the level with the giant hotel where like there's all those jellyfish to start the game and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I remember playing, and I remember you have to like climb up the hotel to get to King Boo and fight king boo and i think i lost to king boo like three times in a row and i kind of stopped playing after that um, <laughs> you, know, you had to fight king boo in the casino yeah. and you pick up the red hot chili peppers and you throw them at his tongue to defeat him <laughs> <laughs> which is great hilarious i could not do that apparently so that's the last i remember playing it um but i really liked it overall really fun but i just kind of couldn't finish that part and then kind of i think some other things came out and i didn't Did you ever... like never look Go back, back like you haven't played it since like 2006 or 7 or something um i think i went back and tried to play it like one time but i was like i had lost all my skill and stuff like that and i was <laughs> jumping into the... it <laughs> playing mario it's like riding the bike it just it just you you never forget uh, except not for me. Nathan never really learned how to ride the mario bike he sort of yeah. crashed the bike every time he tried to ride, <laughs> he ride was... it remember the remember when we played uh, super mario world <laughs> And he yeah, just kept getting eaten by the fish. I guess Nathan every just time. Nathan just kind of had has Mario training wheels, and I guess I guess it didn't really work. But yeah, so I I never I kind of would want to go back to it. Actually, about a year ago, I started a new file um, playing Super Yay. Mario Sunshine and enjoyed it, but I only played it for like a week and then go back to it. So oh. I think I'd, I'd really like to play it, but the thing I've noticed is like I only have like an HD TV now, and hooking up a GameCube game to that. It looks really terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like those games were made for CRTVs. <laughs> yeah. So I'd love a HD remaster or something like that to be able to properly go back and play. Through that That's game. what I'm saying. They make a Mario 3D All Stars for the launch in the NX or launch window with Mario 64 remastered, Mario Sunshine HD, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 HD, and maybe even throw in Mario 3D World, the most recent one, all in one package. That would be amazing. I would like explode. Dude, that would be amazing. That would be such a good value, but I feel like Nintendo would never do it. Yeah, I think Nintendo would knows. Be they could probably sell each one of those games for like 50 bucks a piece, so they probably wouldn't. 50 bucks. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they probably exactly. still do, exactly. like, for the most part. So. I don't know, yeah, but, but cool. So, I, to I answer your question, I don't know if I've ever finished it. If they make an HD remake. Do you, do you know how many stars I, you got? Uh, I think shines. I got up to about 
uh, I think I had like 70, 80 shines or something. You're, like you're so, so close. I think you only need like 85 or something. To, to oh, really? Those. Yeah, I think I got up to about 70. So maybe I should. Wow. Although I don't know where my old, uh, old memory is. card is. So, I, yeah. I, I've been playing through a file on my, my uh, GameCube, so maybe I'll just copy my file and let you, you take off from like 60 or something. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of funny that you, you brought this game up because being like, I'm just like Rob, like we were both like diehard like Mario 64 fans. We played it all the time growing up and loving that game and playing Mario 64 so much when the, the sequel pretty much was announced and Mario Sunshine came out and it was a little more gimmicky, like you kind of had a you, you relied on like the hovering a lot and it wasn't as precise and just like the worlds were there wasn't as many worlds as Mario 64 and just there's some different things in it that just didn't really feel as as uh, slick as Mario 64 did and just I don't know it wasn't a bad game but it just wasn't exactly what I was hoping for in a sequel um, I kind of kind of never finished it I I uh, got about 70 80 stars kind of like you were saying and just kind of went, eh, never finished it and then i had this realization about three years later like in like 2004 2005 where i'm like i own a mario game i own a 3d mario game that i haven't beaten who am i what is going <laughs> on and i kind of like what i i can't believe myself and i'm like well it was a fun game but i don't know yeah i, I don't know i didn't finish it and so i went back finished it played the whole bowser uh a hot tub fight scene where Peach is riding on a rubber ducky and Bowser Jr. is calling her his mom. And that, that that whole game was an experiment of why Mario games will never have voice acting or more of a story other than, oh, Peach is stolen. All right, there you go. Like, because of yes. that game right there, they did some weird stuff in it. But um, yeah, it's a super fun game. It's really unique. They The Mario Galaxy games and Mario 3D World, they haven't really gone back to that kind of massive open world where you jump into smaller 3d open worlds to explore and get different stars in the same areas like they kind of did with mario galaxy but the mario galaxy levels were definitely more linear they weren't as exploration-y as uh, sunshine in 64 so i'm hoping we kind of get another the next 3d mario game is in in the style of sunshine or mario 64 we have those big exploration areas so i'm 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 thinking it's probably going to go more the direction of galaxy for the next one it's kind of, I think that's a pretty good yeah. <laughs> method to capitalize on. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think Nintendo kind of, they, I think I don't think they're going to go back to Galaxy right away. So they, they tried we'll maybe they'll do it. Did things. you play Sunshine, Rob? I didn't play Sunshine. Um, I sort of fell off the Nintendo bandwagon after Nintendo 64. Um, I played a little bit of Galaxy 1, and I didn't play Galaxy 2 either. But I played a little sunshine but not enough to really have any opinion on it either way okay cool but yeah sunshine's a pretty good game and i think i think you should definitely finish at some point so you can see the best ending to a mario game ever nathan yeah i've seen (laughs) i think i've seen a video of it or something like that but i gotta experience that for real life with all the context yeah exactly the levels get really hard too like the 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 last couple worlds and stars get pretty challenging and actually haven't 100 percent of Mario Sunshine. I, I think I, mean, I got you can't like tell him that 95 percent of the stars or something. But I know I was because like the very first couple like stars and stuff are super easy, and PD Piranha and the first yeah. couple bosses are kind of a joke. But uh, definitely ramps up the difficulty later on, which is which was cool. I like that. So, <laughs> but yeah, very cool. Um, so if you haven't played Mario Sunshine, you should go play it because I think it's a fun game and. We'll keep you up, Nathan. Or Nathan, you got to keep us updated if you ever go back and you make any more progress in the game. So, sounds good. All righty. Last but not least, segment four: what we're playing this week. Rob, start us off. Give it to us straight. So Are you playing Fallout. So you know, Nathan has this backlog thing that you know games he played and then stopped playing. I have the game side. Just keep playing and keep playing. <laughs> And well, keep playing. That's admirable, kind of. So I went back. I've been playing Fallout 3. And uh, as last time I told you guys, I was still lost in the sewers. I'm no longer lost in the sewers, subway things. I Yay. actually found my way to, to the light and Fresh actually air. found the yeah, found my way into the Capitol building and was getting tons and tons of loot. And then I 
I'm actually sort of curious. Is there a real, really a story in this game? Because so far all I've done is wander around the wilderness and kill things. Um, <laughs> Are you supposed sure to be there... playing like the main story or something? Like, is that what you're supposed just... to be going back to? Yeah, I feel like there's a story in there somewhere. I just haven't gotten around to it. There's just so much to explore and do <laughs> and all the side quests and I don't stuff. Know. I've only put a few haven't... dozen hours in. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't Your found heart. it yet. Um, mm. I've also, I um I am so close to completing Uncharted 4, it's not even funny. Um, nice. It is kind of funny. But I am, I only have maybe a chapter left or two, at least. And nice. I just haven't been able, I was going to try and finish it last night, but um, my wife was using the TV to watch Netflix, so <laughs> I played go. Fallout 3 instead. And then I also have been playing uh, some old, some older games. I played a little FTL, uh, Faster Than Light, which was an indie roguelike RP, or like little game that it was a, it's a lot of fun and it's really challenging because you know every time's different and you know procedurally generated new universe every time. So you just kind of keep going and uh, you can go basically forever. Don't say so. the world procedurally generated. I've got a got a bad taste <laughs> in my mouth from No Man's Sky. <laughs> And then I also played a little bit of Age of Empires 2 earlier this week. I was Dude, just kind never of... Never go wrong with Age of Empires 2. Just awesome. need something to, to chill to. And so I played Very some cool. Age of Empires 2, which is always a good comeback. That's awesome. awesome. That, that's a good list this week, Rob. Yes. I felt yeah, good about it. <laughs> Nathan? Nice. That's cool. Uh, let's see. I also played Uncharted 4 this last week. Um, I sat down and played it for about... Four, four and a half hours straight, nice. or something like that. I've been bugging Friday, you to get so. back in there. I'm glad, glad you did. Yeah, it was really, it was really fun. Um, so I played through to about chapter fifteen or sixteen. So I'm getting close. Um, I'm still really liking the story and stuff like that. I feel like the game has gotten a little bit more grindy with the shooting aspect, mm-hmm. at least the part where I'm at right now. Yeah, second half a little bit, but little bit but... kind of inevitable, I think. So, but yeah, so making progress on that. Hopefully, going to finish that up here. Uh, Maybe the next month. <laughs> I don't want to be too. I don't want to be too optimistic. <laughs> oh, Nathan. And then uh, also a uh, shout out to uh, Adam Fields, uh, Sir Mister Fields on oh, Twitter, yeah. friend of the show. Um, uh, he picked up a PS4 recently, so I've been playing through uh, Destiny: Taken King with him. Um, I was playing uh, kind of a new another character, playing a Titan. Um, so I played that with him this weekend, which was a lot of fun, and Jeff and some other guys. Um, and then also played uh, some NBA 2K16 with uh, Adam as well, which was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm glad you uh, started a Titan to feel the, the strength of the Titan's shoulder charge and its glory. It's awesome. I still haven't, I don't think, I don't know if I've unlocked the shoulder charge yet, or if I have, I haven't figured out how to use it. I still have the, like, t- <laughs> tiny little t- T-Rex arms that, like, can't yeah. melee at all. <laughs> It's okay. I didn't figure out how to use the shoulder charge until a while after I started my Titan as well, so no worries. Um, cool, yeah. As Nathan said, uh, I was also uh, playing Destiny a lot this week. kind of set aside this weekend uh, to put a lot of time into Destiny with uh, the good friend of the show, uh, Sir Mr. Fields. And uh, we it was sweet because he, he started on a Friday as a level one character, and we kind of grinded him uh, all the way up to level 40 by Saturday morning. And then we got him all the way up to, I think, like 248 light by Sunday. And so that was awesome. We got, got a lot of, uh, got a lot of uh, gameplay with him and just got him right up there. I've, I've been playing Destiny since day one, so I kind of knew a lot of the different tricks, um, which is pretty cool to get you high XP real quick. So that was a lot of fun jumping in there. And then also uh, actually played some Uncharted 4. <laughs> Uh, I I picked it up a little bit last night. Uh, I was showing Nathan the multiplayer mode, and after he left, I kept playing for a while and uh, jumped back into the story mode and played it a little bit today when I got home from work. And I have officially started my second playthrough of Uncharted 4. I I like the story that much. And uh, starting my my playthrough on Crushing, so playing on the hardest difficulty, and am doing the uh, collectible run-through. So I'm going to get all the collectibles this time. So. Yeah, it was, nice. a, it was a lot of fun. So I I cool. think this is the first time we've had the same game for all three of us for what we've been playing this week with Uncharted 4. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. cool. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Sweet. Well, I think that about um, ends our show and wraps things up. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to El Zorro as well as Jaguar in the chat. We really appreciate you guys tuning in to the live show. 
Um, sorry, uh, I wasn't able to check the ch chat much as the show is going. Um, uh, I'm the way that we kind of work our system is I kind of ho host the show on my computer. Rob and Nathan were joining us in via Skype, and so looks like uh, you guys were able to have some cool conversation there, and that's awesome. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Haylisten underscore games. You can always tune into our live show Tuesdays, uh, every Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific. And I would also like to give a shout-out to Anthony Shelton and Progress Bar Radio for hosting us on our shadow. So, before we go, I would like to leave you guys with a great piece of music from Super Mario Galaxy 2, the official soundtrack. This is one of the pieces from that song, or from, from that game, and it is known as the Fluffy Bluff Galaxy. So, thank you I for tuning in. And enjoy. We'll hope to see you next week. See ya. Peace. Thank you.